and welcome back everybody to Inside the Northside Podcast, where being a musician means you have to be in a fucking band. What's up everybody? I am so happy to have you all back listening to episode 2 of season 6. It means a lot. Um, Thank you for listening to the season premiere of season 6, which was last week, which is the episode uh, Love uh, uh, Finds a Way. Got really good reception from that episode. Uh, thank you, Liz, Jose, Eric, Melinda, and my parents. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It was a very special moment. All uh, seven of us t- together means a lot, and I'm glad that the episode is doing really well. But before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know that if you're not following the podcast, please do so on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, that's where everything go. Everything goes down on Instagram. That's where I communicate more with the listeners and the followers. Uh, I do quizzes. I do unpopular opinions. Sometimes I do giveaways. So all the meat and potatoes is on the Instagram. So if you're not following the Instagram, follow the Instagram. And if you kind of have trouble looking for the Instagram, please go to my link tree, which is www.linktr.ee slash all caps, I-T-N-S, it will lead you to my link tree, and it has the link to all my social media, it has it to the article that uh, Shoutout HTX did on me, and it also has the links to my PayPal and all that, so if you guys ever want to donate to the podcast, if you're feeling friendly, um, everything is there, so, alright, let's get into this episode, so, so much shit has happened Within these, what, month and a half, I guess, of doing the, uh, of taking a break and then doing the podcast coming back. Uh, but first things, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Well, late Valentine's Day to everybody and shit like that. Uh, just have to throw that out there. But, yeah. So, uh, last month I had a really awesome time because I went to go see Interwave, uh, one of my favorite bands at the moment. And I got to see it with my friend Obi, who was, uh, I, I thank him so much for coming with me. I was uh, originally supposed to go with another person and somebody else, um, but things happened. So ultimately, I was going on my own, and then I asked Obi if he wanted to go, and he was like, yeah, fuck damn, I'm down. So I bought his ticket. We had a good time. We drank uh, right next door at the Raven Tower. Uh, it was cold as hell. I mean, it was cold i kind of like brought my green jacket that i bought from walmart that has like a hoodie and it's like really uh thick not thick <laughs> thick uh inline in, in the jacket he kind of went in like a little uh jean jacket some ripped jeans and a beanie and i'm like oh yeah that's not gonna work out everybody in the line was like super duper duper cold um you know some girls were dressing like all like you know Trying to show off stuff and trying to look cute. And I'm like, girl, no, that's the worst thing you can do when it's fucking cold here. Um, I offered somebody my jacket, but she was like, no, it's fine. I'm from New York. And I'm like, yeah, you were just shivering. So she's like, no, it's fine. I was like, okay, hey, I'm trying to be cool. So, um, yeah, we we got in. We had a good time. We talked. Got to see uh, Interway, but we got to see the band that was performing for them, uh, Divino Nino. Great band. From Chicago, check them out. I bought their vinyl, and I also bought Interwaves vinyl too because I figured 
I don't buy it now, I'm going to regret it later and then it's going to be super expensive. I've already looked on, um, uh, what's it called? That website that I use for everything, Discogs. And somebody's selling it for $250. But that's with all the band members signed on the sleeve. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 thank you. So good thing I bought it when I did. But yeah, I mean, we had a good time. They played a lot of stuff from the new record. They played a couple older songs. Um, but it felt so short. Like, the, the concert felt so short, their time on stage. And we are like, what the fuck? It's already, like, 11 o'clock, you know, <laughs> or 10 o'clock. I forgot what time it was. But we had a good time. Um, so thank you, Obi, for coming with me if you're listening to this. Uh, and then, you know, February... I was just getting this uh, Valentine's Day episode together and stuff like that. And speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, we didn't really celebrate Valentine's Day this year um, in the whole typical way. I mean, we kind of, I guess that weekend before or the weekend, uh, the weekend leading up to it, we kind of, you know, we had some pizza. We went drinking and stuff like that. There was a fight, UFC fights. So we went to the social beer garden over there in, uh, in Midtown. And then, of course, the Super Bowl happened the next that next day, that Sunday. Uh, Rams versus Bengals. Was really fucking sure that the Bengals were gonna win, but of course, LA won. Everybody knew LA was gonna win. I mean, why would they not win at home in their own city? You know, in their own stadium in front of their fans and stuff like that. So, uh, I know a lot of people think like you're fucking stupid. Why would they fucking you know? I'm like, come on. Everybody knows me, and I've said this on the Instagram, that I believe 100% whole, full-heartedly, wholeheartedly that L.A. has pretty much bought three championships. They bought the 2020 World Series, which a lot of people are going to be like, Ooh. it was a short-ass season. They, they, they've done it before, you know, with the 162 games. Yeah, that's great, but they fucking choked um, back-to-back, so... Of course, they waited till like, oh, let's do a 60-game season, and then we're just going to fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they did it at home, so it's like, oh, whatever, who fucking cares? No, they do it at home. They did it in Texas, I think. I don't remember where. I don't remember. That was like two years ago. Anyways, so I feel like they bought that one. You know, they gave that to them because of all the, the whining and crying and complaining from the Dodger fans. Yes, Dodger fans. Um, because, you know, oh, well, they didn't take the title from the Astros, so, you know, let's just give it to them. And I know people have already turned it off and are like, I don't want to hear fucking sports. I don't like sports. Well, then you can skip after this. Uh, I will start, <laughs> I'm going to try to start labeling timestamps of different topics that I'm talking about. So, you know, you don't have to exit out of the episode anymore. You can just skip to the next subject. So, um, but yeah, you know, the, the Lakers too in the fucking bubble. They, of course, they gave them that one. They bought that shit. Why wouldn't they? They did it at home as well. And then now here we are with the Rams. They bought that shit. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't they buy it? I mean, it's they got to make the city look good because everybody's leaving. And everybody fucking hates where they are in LA, you know, with the whole mandates and all this bullshit that's going on. So, of course, they were like, hey, we're going to give the fans something. Let's, let's let's make them, let's let the Lakers, you know. I'm like, fuck the Lakers. You should let the Clippers. <laughs> it would be more believable if the Clippers would have won the NBA Finals, but they didn't. So, 
Um, of course, they gave it to the Lakers because of LeBron and all that bullshit. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, that was on the 13th. And then Monday, uh, Valentine's Day, we didn't really do anything at all. So, I didn't really feel like doing that stuff. And I don't know. I think it's because I just feel like, I don't know, I think valentine's day what it is now and i've listened to a lot of like jose from ransom with almost his kind of um interpretation of what he what you know not interpretation but what he believes and what he says it's like fuck valentine's being on one day and showing your significant other love and all this shit and appreciation on one day you should be doing that every day you know if you love them and care about them you know, fuck bringing them flowers and candy and buying them expensive shit on Valentine's Day for for what? For the pictures and for the clouds and to show off what you bought and shit like that. It's like, no, he's like, you should be doing that every day. You should be showing love and, and appreciation to the person you're with. You know, you don't have to put it on fucking Instagram. You don't have to put it on fucking Snapchat. You don't have to put it on Facebook for everybody to see. Just do it, you know. It just in private, it, it, I feel like we have to put everything up, and of course, I'm guilty of doing that as well. But so, Jose is like, him and his wife don't celebrate it, you know, because they show they it's Valentine's Day every day for them, you know. So, it's like, why do we need to, why do we need to do it on one day, you know, that people say you need to when we do it every day? So, I, I kind of agreed to him, and then it's just it's just Valentine's Day, it's just like it's all about money. I mean. The flowers, the candy, the presents, the 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 stigmatism that goes with the day. I think I used that word correctly. It's just like it's just for it's a Hallmark holiday, and it's like why why get wrapped up in that? I used to get wrapped up in that. I used to think Valentine's Day was a big deal, and if I didn't have a Valentine's Day, it was going to be like the worst day ever. Now I'm just like, man, I don't really care for it. I just, if the candy's on discount, that's cool, <laughs> you know? Um, but it does suck because, like, everybody fucking goes out either that week of Valentine's Day or the weekend. And, like, I can't go and eat at my regular place because everybody wants to fucking go there. And it's it's a fucking annoying. But then, so, like I said, I got my episode ready with Jose and, and then my cousin and then my parents and put that together, and I was just, boom, all right, I'm ready for season six, and along the way, I got some guests ready for season six as well, um, if you, well, I haven't posted it yet, because I kind of been, I've been more focused on, like, individual flyers instead of, like, the calendar, like I used to do last season, which I will start again in April, I promise, but this this beginning, these first couple episodes of season six are very special. So, of course, season premiere was very special because it was something that I haven't done before. Um, and then that's episode two. It's the last solo episode before my 100th episode. So this is episode 99 for you people that have been listening since day one or just started listening today. Um, yeah, I've been doing this. This is podcast for 99 plus episodes. Um, so it, it's been really, it's been really fun. It's a really great ride. Um, I've been on with this podcast and stuff like that. And it, it, I can't wait for episode 100. 100 episode 100 is going to be really fun. 
I got Camera Colt coming back on. They're going to be my very special guest. And what way to have them on than the 100th episode? I mean, they did such a great job with uh, what I believe was the 49th or the 50th episode. And I was like, fuck it. Might as well bring them back, you know, and let's have a grand old time. Hopefully we won't do a five hour episode. I promise if we do, I will cut that up into like two parts or three parts. Um, But yeah, we're going to have a really good time. And um, next week after that. I will be having Gio Ramos of Tarasco Tropical. Uh, you might have heard of him. He's done songs with Gio Chamba. He's done songs with fucking uh, Principe Q. If you heard of Big Red and E Barbara Coa. If you haven't, I will put you on that shit. I promise. We'll be playing some of his music on the playlist. I'll be posting some of his music on Instagram. So, like I said, if you're not following Instagram, please do so you can get some more information about my next two guests. And then, of course, I got April, but I'll discuss that later on. So, like I said, I'm very excited because it's my 100th episode next week. And I could, I, w- I would have had 100 episodes sooner if I uh, wasn't so lazy about <laughs> recording. There were at least maybe a good six or seven times I couldn't record. And it's not because I couldn't. It was that I didn't feel like it. Or I just was feeling down in the dumps, so I decided not to. And, of course, there was that fucking <laughs> um, a winter storm we had last year. And then just the times that I have taking breaks during the summer and, and taking breaks, like, after the season. It really, like, prevented me from reaching 100. Because I would have reached 100 episodes, I'm guessing, at the beginning of 2021. If I would have, you know, or maybe mid-2021, I'm not sure, but I'm here now. One more episode, or as uh, Rambling Alcoholics say, the road to 100, or they're on the road to 200, and congratulations to them for hitting 200, which is they're doing their episode, I'm pretty sure, right now on Friday while I'm recording this. But yeah, shout out to Rambling, and congratulations guys on your 200th episode. You know, and also to fucking Chris too. Chris hit a hundred a couple, a couple months ago, and that's a big accomplishment too. So congrats to him as well. Oh man, and you know what? I'm missing out on somebody else too. I know everyone's like, oh my god, fucking skip the noise podcast. They have ten more episodes to one hundred. I'm really excited for them. Really happy for them that they're almost there, and um. I'm just very excited for them. It, it, we're all hitting 100. So, except rambling, they got 200. So, okay. But yeah, uh, I was really fun with Chris. We did an episode together for his other podcast, Kicking Back with Chris. So, pretty much, it's kind of like it's like an interview based podcast, kind of similar to what I do when I have guests on. So, Chris hit me up late December. Actually, mid-December. And he was like, hey, I want you to be my first guest for Kicking Back. And I was like, fuck yeah, you know. And we've we've talked here and there a little bit. And, and you know, hey, cool podcast, you know, this and that. But we've really been, like, chatting up together uh, lately. So he was like, yeah, dude, I want you to be on the podcast. So I, I, we did an episode, I believe, 
a couple of days before New Year's Eve. And he was not going to release until like, I think, later on. So, but I, I was, it was a really good time. We talked, um, you know, during the podcast and this and that. I listened back to it. It finally came out last Friday or last Saturday. Um, really good. I feel like I could have done better, but we have more opportunities um, in the near future for that. But yeah, thank you, Chris, for having me on. Uh, it was a really good episode. So if you guys aren't following Chris, follow him on the Kickback LA podcast and follow him on Kicking Back with Chris. Um, we'll be doing an episode, like I said, very soon. So you guys look keep on the lookout for that. But yeah, we had a good time. We we talked off air about some stuff and then just, you know, questions about certain things and stuff like that. And what's going on with this? What's going on with that? You know what's going on with that and blah, blah, blah. So... But we had a good time. We had a really good time. And then, what else did I do? Man, work has been just really fucking crazy, man. They have really been ragged, running me fucking ragged, man. I don't, I don't know what the fuck to do, bro. It's just, it's really, <laughs> just calling everybody bro. It, it, it's been, it's been crazy. You know, they've been, go here, go do this, go pick up this, go take this over here, go pick up this, go take this over here, go it's very different to what I was doing before because I would just go to a store, pick up the necessary things that I needed to pick up and take it to a store and do that all over again. Now it's like I need you to go to this store to pick up a, a number of pallets, take it to this store, and then when you're at this store, pick up this and take it to this store. And then go. And it's like, oh, my God, they're running me fucking ragged and it's tiring. The other day, they uh, told me to go to a certain store in Missouri City, and to that store goes directly to Galveston. So I usually I had to take Highway Six all the way down to Galveston. Now that's a good fifty miles, and that's a good hour and ten minutes, I think. I believe if there's no like interruptions or traffic and shit like that. So pretty much you're going like all the way through like multiple little towns and shit. So I, I had to do I had to go to that store twice so i had to go to that store go to galveston go all the way back and then go back to galveston that was a very fucking raggedy long gray tiresome day it was already shitty enough because uh i had to deal with people that were going through the parking lot because there was construction going on in one of the little stores um, people going through the Starbucks drive through there's no other way out other than the front or the back. And then, you know, just people want to be fucking dicks and, and just get in your way and, and crap like that. So it was really annoying that day. And I was just like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. You know, I just want to go home. I didn't get off till like almost eight o'clock or seven o'clock. I don't remember, but it was like almost like 12 and a half hours. And I was just like, ugh. Driving back from Galveston at like 7 o'clock. Oh, man. It's pitch black. It's raining a little bit. And I'm just like, I'm trying to just trying to get back to work so I can clock out and go home. It's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. And then you have to deal with stupid-ass people, too. Uh, like, there's this store out there by, um, I can say, I guess, League City. And uh, there's this old white guy that works there. I don't know what his name was, but I opened the door and he just kind of looks at me like, like, who the fuck are you? 
And I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm, I'm the driver. I'm here to pick up shit. And he's like, well, no shit. And already I was like, I don't like this vibe. I don't like who this man is. I could see like right through his like fucking soul. This like man was racist as fuck. Ignorant as fuck. Just an asshole. Fucking jackass. Everything. And he's just being fucking rude. And he's talking like that. I don't get fuck. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm just trying to pick up this shit and go. The shitty thing was, it was raining. So I'm like, and he wants to stand there and like watch me put the stuff in. Like he thinks I'm going to steal something. I'm like, yo, dude, wrong person. (laughs) I don't steal shit, dude. I don't steal anything. I'm like, I'm not going to steal this shit these people are fucking bringing to this fucking store. But he asked for my name and I told him and he was looked at me. He's like, you're not Greek. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what is, what is, what does my name have to do with what my, my, my nationality is, you know, it's like, okay, my name is Ulysses, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I have to be Greek to have that fucking name. So I'm like, I don't know, you know, I really wanted to say, oh, you know, it's become because I'm a fucking spick. I can't have this name. And I, <laughs> I really thought about saying that, but I was like, no, I'm not going to entice this guy. This guy is already racist enough. I'm not going to fucking throw this bone out his way. Um, sorry to if anybody, if I said that, but this is it's true because that's what he was thinking. And then, of course, the person that was there helping him, this fucking white kid, don't know shit either. He's just agreeing with him. So I went back another time. I saw him and I'm just like, oh, I don't like this guy. I was like, my day can be going fine. And then if I see this man at a store, I instantly just like droop down, just like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this fucking old man. So when I went back another time to the store, the other guy that usually is there, and I told him what happened. He was like, man, I'm sorry about that. He was like, this dude is like that. He's like, he's he's shown he's racist in front of management and, 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 and stuff like that. And they don't say nothing to him. So I'm like, great. I was like, I don't want to deal with this fucking dude. So, but yeah, I had to deal with this white old man. And I'm like, I could pick, I didn't, I didn't even have to ask him where he was from. I just had like a picture of like, him growing up and like just his parents being racist as fuck and just being racist. But I was like, no, nah, I can't deal with these stupid ass people, man. Fucking ridiculous. <sighs> but uh, talking about being racist, uh, the whole Joe Rogan thing, I know this is whole like a whole fucking month after the fact. But hey, give me some slack. Okay. I was taking a break and. You know, didn't have time to record an episode. I was doing my first episode. So, yeah, I wanted to address that situation. So, I know tons of people have already explained it, you know, talked about it on their podcast. Skip the Noise, Rambling Alcoholics, um, Easy Mo, and all of them. So, but I kind of want to give my two cents. And kind of everybody's forgotten about it now, which is funny. But, um, yeah, so there was a clip of Joe Rogan flowing around the internet. Of him saying the N word, and like not the 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 the, the A N word, the hard E R N word, and 
it was just like I think like a good twelve minutes of just like clips of him just saying it back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And I I saw it and I'm like, oh shit, this does not look good at all. But then I stepped back and I noticed some of those episodes because I've listened to those episodes. And whoever made this fucking video compilation um, knew what they were doing. They knew that they was like, okay, look, this is the only way to get Joe Rogan, um, you know, because they're trying to cancel him. Was it for the misinformation about COVID and all this other shit? And then, you know, with Neil Young saying, oh, well, you know, it's either me or Joe Rogan. And Spotify was like, who are you again? And he was like, I'm taking my music to somewhere else. And, of course, Apple Music was like, come here. We got you. You know, everybody else was like in solidarity to him, too. Like, oh, we're going to remove our music from Spotify as well. And I'm like... Go ahead, bitch. Y'all fucking complain and cry. Spotify doesn't pay us enough. For go ahead, go fucking take it somewhere else where they'll pay you less or a little bit more. You know, like Joni Mitchell. I think some other people too. And people were just like, really, really, misinformation. We've been getting misinformation for like the past two fucking years, and no one has said anything about that. But I digress. Anyway, so they tried to get him with that. That didn't work. So they knew what was going to happen in February. So they're like, oh, this is perfect time Um, because it's, you know, it's (laughs) I'm not going to say it, but they knew what they were doing. So they released this video and that chick, India Ari, who I've never really heard of. She was like, well, Joe Rogan's racist and this and that. And he, he did. I'm like, bitch, she's not racist. You think he's not racist because of this, because of that. And I'm like, do you, you probably don't even listen to his fucking podcast. You just want to be like everybody else and start pointing the finger at him and saying, well, he's not doing anything. He doesn't care about brown people or black people or what. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, the man has like had tons of black people, Hispanics, Asian, all walks of life on this fucking podcast. And you're calling the man a racist? I mean... Yeah, there might be some people who can max that, I guess, part of themselves. But I don't think Joe Joe Rogan is a racist at all. That's in my opinion. And a lot of those episodes that they clip together, I've seen those episodes and I've listened to those episodes. He does not. All those the time he used that word was in like uh, an explanation or he's talking about like uh Richard Pryor or Red Fox or, you know, just just things about, you know, Joey Diaz has said it on the fucking podcast and nobody goes after Joey. I mean, why? It's because he's a, a person of color. And so he has a right to say it or he's just Uncle Joey. So nobody wants to fuck with him. But Joe Rogan has said it and he's never said it in a demeaning way. He's never said anybody to like call somebody that in a hurtful way. He was just using it in a story and saying this and that and talking about it. You know, and then they clipped the part where he was talking about watching the movie The Planet of the Apes, and he was watching in Harlem, and he had, like, this racist thought he said out loud. But he caught himself, and he was like, oh, wait, no, that's racist. And come on, man, you can't tell me that not that nobody's ever had that thought in their brain at all. You can tell me in the face, I've never had one racist thought in my fucking life. That's a fucking lie already. Everybody has thought that. Everybody. 
But Joe Rogan said out loud, he caught himself. He's like, oh, no, that's racist. I shouldn't have said that. That's wrong of me. He, he knew, like, okay, that was stupid. You know, I guess he was trying to um, try for a joke that he wrote or something like that. I don't know. But they tried to cancel him with that, and <laughs> that didn't work either. I mean, he just kind of, like, died down. But I, like I said, I don't think Joe Rogan's racist at all. And I had this thought, you know, that word, that the hard E-R word, the hard R word, that word has been used tons of times in television and, and, and plays and stuff like that. I mean, it was so big in the 70s. People were using this word. I mean, it was like in TV, like in TV show for families. I mean, the Jeffersons, uh, All in the Family, uh, fucking Stanford and Son. Uh, like in the 70s that word was like used in television either it was for uh, a racist episode or them just calling them themselves that and i mean it was everywhere it was in music it was in television it was in movies i mean the word was a big word i mean like i said richard pryor used it a hundred times it's even the name it's on the name of his fucking albums you know and it just it, it it didn't make any sense to me because I feel like everyone's just kind of like attack Joe Rogan. Oh, he's racist and this and that. But it's like the man grew up in a time where like you know that word was everywhere. I mean, that doesn't give him the right to say it, but it was everywhere. He looks up to Richard Pryor. He looks up to Red Fox. He those are his favorite comedians, and he's talked about it. You know. He said this word and this word and this word and this word and this word. And he said it. He said the word. And he's also on on the podcast said this word is so weird because it's it's like no other word. In the English language that like hurts somebody so hard and like brings like not destruction, but like just brings in an easiness to people when it's said. And he's questioned, he's like, why? Well, why is that word like that? You know, he's questioned, why Why do they get to say this word and, and we don't? Or, you know, how come this certain group? And, and it's nothing wrong with asking that question. I've asked that question myself, you know, and it, it, I'm just, it's a, it's a learning moment. Like, well, why? You know, how come? These are things that nobody ever asks because they feel like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to say it. I don't want to ask somebody. I've had tons of conversations with coworkers where like I've talked about this. I mean, I've, I've even talked about it with Obi before off air or I've even talked about it on the podcast, you know, because, um, you know, his family's from Africa and he's talked about it. He's like, yeah, you know, I was born here in America and over there in Africa, they call me the, the hard R word. And it, it confuses him because it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You know, he's like, I'm one of you guys. Why would you call me that? So it, it's it's a learning moment. And Joe Rogan acknowledged it. He's like, maybe I shouldn't have said it, you know. And I really think it's not his fault per se. But I really think they should have waited to release the episode. Like, Jamie's his producer. I think really Jamie should have been like, hey, look, Joe, you've said the word a good 10 times on the podcast. I need to edit it either out or I need to bleep it because you can get a lot of flack for this either 
after the show comes out in a couple of months and a couple of years who knows so i really think jamie should have kind of stepped up and put it but i'm pretty sure joe was like no just don't worry just put it out you know no one's gonna say anything everybody knows that he's cool you know dave Chappelle stood up for him fucking Charlemagne the god stood up for him he's like i don't think he's racist at all i mean what what's what's the word you know it's it, it, it's a hard, it's a very it's a horrible word but it's also it's okay to ask questions like well why is this bad you know and 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 why is it okay for some people to say it and other people not to say it i mean if it's such a horrible word the word shouldn't be said at all from both sides you know and i know a lot of people are like well hispanic people think that they could say it too and yeah i mean we're guilty of saying the word but really it all comes down to like culture a lot of people a lot of latinos from la you know they grow up around blacks they grow so it's like that's just who that's just the language that's just the vibe that's just the culture that integrates you know same thing with here in Texas. Same thing within Houston. I mean, we we ha- we we grow up with everybody here, and it's just a part of the culture, slab culture, the hip hop music, you know, just everything. So it's like a lot of us are used to saying the word, and we don't say the hard R, man. We say the one with the A, but it's just I don't think we think twice about when we say it. I think it's just like it's so nonchalant. And it's just so a part of our culture here, where we're from, where we just say it. And everybody's cool with it. You know, I've never had a problem saying it, but I've told coworkers and I've told friends, that's like, I don't want to say it, dude, because it's like, I don't know how you're going to react. You know I'm cool. You know I'm not racist in any fucking way at all. But that word triggers people like... It's like uh, like the Winter Soldier when you say certain words and it like triggers him. That's what the word is. You and he could be the coolest fucking dude in the world. You can be best friends with him, but if you say the word, it could trigger him and he like want to fight you or something like that or anybody when it. So it's like, but they're like, nah, man, you're cool. You know, it's like I, I, you're, you know, you're good. You're cool. I've gotten the black card before <laughs> from people, so it's like, nah, you're you're good. You know, and. I was so used to saying it, like I said, because it's, it's just normal, you know, have friends and, and co-workers and stuff like that. We talk like that to where it's like it started leaking into the podcast when I first started. It was really hard because I was trying, I was editing it out so much. And then, of course, I've had friends and I've had guests say the word and it's like, oh, crap, I got to edit that out. But I've trained myself not to say it on here anymore because it's like i'm trying to be more professional and stuff like that so it's like you won't hear me saying it (laughs) you know but it's like i've trained myself but like i said i'm no i'm no person to be saying it but like i said it's just a part of the culture where we're at and a lot of people know me that i'm not racist you know yeah i might not like like some people because of their or the personality or their character but i'm not gonna hate on them because of the color of their skin or their race that's fucking stupid i mean you know we're we're supposed to be lovey-dovey to people and show love and stuff like that that's like why am i gonna hate on somebody when you know why would i want them to hate on me if i'm gonna you know so it doesn't make any sense 
Yeah, I mean, there's some people that I grew up with, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are so annoying sometimes, you know. And sometimes they agree with like, yeah, we're sorry, <laughs> you know. I've seen several instances of like people blowing up, and you know, my coworkers are like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. We're not all like that, and I'm like, you don't have to apologize. I could tell you the same thing with Hispanics and Latinos and Mexicans. It's like, yeah, we're not all like that, you know. But it's really it's really weird how race like kind of like not controls the world but it just seeps into everything i mean and it's weird it's it's doing it right now i wasn't even wanting to talk about this but i brought it up because i was talking about joe rogan but anyways um like i said i stand with joe rogan i don't really think he's a racist and i understand he probably feels sorry for saying the word but i don't really think he should because he never said it in a horrible context or called anybody that he was just Acknowledging the word. I mean, like I said, like I said, everybody was using it in the fucking 70s. It was in music. I mean, it was in TV. It was in movies. It was everywhere. It's probably written on t-shirts, you know. And it's just, it's it's really weird. It's really weird, the word. Just everything was weird. And <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, so some... Exciting things are going on in Houston. It's rodeo season, everybody. So, you know what that means. It's carnival time. It's concert time. It's get fat on fucking food time. (laughs) Go see fucking livestock time. Go get drunk and pay $40 for a fucking Uber for (laughs) seven blocks time, you know. So... Very excited for the rodeo. We didn't have it last year, of course, because they were still scared of COVID. Anyways. And then, of course, they closed it down, like, mid-2020. I think they were only, like, a couple days in. And they were like, oh, no, we're going to shut this down. We'll be back, you know, in a couple weeks. And Nope. (laughs) So, uh, it's back. It's finally back. Everyone's in the spirit again. I mean, it's been, like, a year and a half, you know. So everyone's ready. They got their cowboy boots. They got their cowboy hats. They got their belt buckles. They got their stomach ready. Cook-off already happened. Fuck everybody that went to the cook-off. I want to go, but everyone wants to show up. I'm at the cook-off. I don't give a fuck. I don't know a lot of people who are listening that are not from Texas. Or not even or from Texas, but don't live in Houston. Going to the cook-off is a big deal. It's like... The who's who goes. I mean, you get to go to all these tents. There's all these parties. Sometimes there's celebrity fucking musicians. It's it's fun. I went one time, and I, I rode around. I walked around, and it's it's insane. These people throw fucking crazy-ass tent parties, man. It's insane. You know, while you can smell the barbecue, while you can smell the 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 the, the, the sausage links and, and just just smell the fucking alcohol in the air and, and the throat it, it's a good time so you know that's kind of like the kickoff for the rodeo season and of course we got all the concerts we got the carnivals I, I'm amazed how so many people from not Houston have not been I, I'm pretty sure like my cousin Josh and some other people that I know have not been to the Houston livestock rodeo um, my friend Ben who's been on the podcast was like, in all my years of living here, I have yet to go to the rodeo. That's kind of crazy because it's like, we used to go when I was younger, we used to go like every couple, every other year or maybe like every year. Even when I was in school, 
we would go to like the rodeo for a field trip. You know, it was fun. We would see like the livestock. We would go do rides. We'd go, you know, it was fun. So I remember going to the rodeo a lot when I was really young. And I mean, in, in mid-teens too. It's been a while since I've gone. I think it was like, what, three years? I think I went. We saw Kings of Leon. That was my first time in a long time going since I went with my cousin Edward and, and Eric to see Kiss, which was in 2011. So it was like a good eight years um, since I last went to the rodeo. It's just the rodeo is so it's 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 expensive in a way, uh, you know, food wise. They got all kinds of fucking food, man. They got anything your heart fucking desires. Everything from barbecue to fucking sweets to fucking drinks to candy to everything i mean they got fried oreos fried twinkies fried ice cream you know they got fried fucking barbecue sandwiches probably everything's fried and it's really fucking it's really fucking disgusting but it's just it's a part of being at the livestock rodeo um you know there's a lot of cool games there's carnival rides you gotta pay for like tickets and shit like that and then of course uh, right next to the NRG, because it's all at NRG Stadium, that whole parking lot. Um, they have the exhibition halls where you can go see the cattle and the piggies and the little farm animals and the goats. And then you can buy like cowboy hats, boots. They have vendors there. Um, it's really fun. It's a really great time. It's a really good family time. Uh, I highly advise anybody who lives in Houston, who doesn't live in Houston, but lives in Texas, that doesn't live in the South, maybe some of my friends from the West Coast, in March, you guys need to come and check out the rowdy, the rodeo, the rodeo. It's like, not a once in a lifetime thing, but it's it's something you have to experience if you're, if you're in Texas. It's like the epitome of being Texas. Texan, my bad. It's like, there's only two things. Houston Livestock Rodeo, and the state fair. It's like you have to go to those two things. And I've never been to the state fair. So you might be like, well, what the fuck? You know, I want to go, but it's in fucking Dallas. So one of these days, maybe this year I might go. Who knows? But yeah, if you, those are the two Texas, the most Texan thing in the whole fucking world Houston Livestock Rodeo and the state fair. State fair is like one of the biggest fairs in the country. Houston Livestock Rodeo is known worldwide, man. I mean, people from Japan, people from, you know, uh, Germany, people from fucking England, people from fucking Canada, they know about the Livestock Rodeo. I mean, it's one of the biggest fucking rodeos in, in the world. You know, we get all these fucking artists come. We have all these fucking competitions, you know, uh, bull riding, uh, cattle roping, um, all this fun shit, and it's fucking great, it's a great time, so, I don't think I'm gonna be able to go this year, but I might go next year, who knows, we'll see, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a pretty penny, you gotta pay a couple, couple bucks to get a ticket in, but once you're in, you get sucked in, it, you, you've been buying the food, and buying the funnel cakes, the turkey leg, playing the games that are already rigged, <laughs> you know, going on some rides, Buying yourself a cowboy hat and a belt buckle and, and the boots and the fucking belt to go with it. You know, you got to have everything matched. Uh, you get lost in the sauce. <laughs> in the barbecue sauce. So, 
very excited for that. It's a great time here. And it brings a lot of money to the city, and it brings a lot of tourists, and it brings a lot of great things. So, glad that the rodeo is back. Um, so, it, you know, and spring is coming up soon, too, spring break. So, I already know next week, as soon as these kids get off, well, actually today, next week is spring break for HISD. Um, so I already know some of those kids are going to be out on the rodeo. It's just a great time. Like I said, spring break and the rodeo, it's a great time for everybody. I'm excited um, because, like I said, next week's my 100th episode, but I'm on a four-day vacation. And the reason why I have requested four days off is because my cousin and Juan were supposed to come. But ultimately, they can't due to some certain things happening. So we might see them again in April. So you guys might get an episode from them. I don't know. Who knows? I know Josh is always wanting to do a podcast, but I'm like, dude, kind of have a schedule going. I can't like veer off from my schedule just to do an episode with you guys and then put it out, you know. But maybe I might do one and just keep it in for uh, the vault for like later when it's like I don't feel like doing an episode and it's like oh here fuck I don't release it. It's like two years later or something like that. So. But yeah, uh, next week I'm probably just going to just chill, take care of some things for the car. Um, very excited because next Friday I'm going to go see Reliant K, which is, I've never seen Reliant K. Reliant K is one of my favorite bands ever. Um, I'm just like, I'm just geeked out of it. You know, fucking middle school me, junior high me, uh, high school me are like so excited to see Reliant, Reliant K. I mean, just a lot of their music helped me out. You know, it's it's Christian pump, pop punk, and it kind of like I got both tastes of like Christian pop punk and then regular pop punk and stuff like that. And it was good. I like I said, I really like Reliant K, and I'm very excited to go see them. So I'm excited for next Friday. Uh, what else has got going on? Um, we were supposed to go bar hop, brewery hopping. But I might just do that <laughs> by myself on Saturday um, because I really don't have anybody who wants to go do that or can keep up with me, really. Um, I think the only person that would have probably been down is my buddy Aaron, but uh, sadly he is gone. And no, he's not dead. I'm just saying he, he's left. Um, Aaron has taken a job in Denver, Colorado. Aaron has been on the podcast before. Um but yeah, he he he's taking a job at Denver, and he left a couple days ago, which really sucks because I wanted to see him before he left and give him a hug and tell him I'd miss him and give him a couple of stickers and see if he can post them up there in Denver. Uh, but I didn't get that chance. So, uh, but he left. It was kind of it was really sad because it's like, damn man, this is one of the guys I like hanging out with and just having a good time with. But. Um, yeah, man, it sucks. But yeah, he's 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 got a job up there in Denver. It's paying a lot more. It's kind of the one of the dream jobs that he has. So I'm happy for him. I wish him the best. Hopefully he comes back to Houston soon. Um, but yeah, it's I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna have a good time. I mean, hope he has a good time. He usually has like all these fucking parties. I I wanted to throw how to have him throw a party, but I guess he was just like, nah, I gotta get all my shit ready. So that's that. And a lot of stuff has been going on. I've been watching out a lot of shows. Uh, thanks to my buddies from Geek and Geek Out and, and Rambling, 
Whiskey Jays, always fucking talking about Peacemaker. And I was going to watch Peacemaker, which is on HBO Max, um, when it came out. But I was like, nah, I'll just wait. If episodes are coming out weekly, I'll just wait till like the season's done. And then I'll watch them all, you know, in one sitting. Or not one sitting, but I'll watch them, you know, throughout the week or weekend or whatever. Um, but he just kept talking about it and revealing things and unkeeking. And I'm like, fuck, man, I want to watch this episode. I watch these, ep- these episodes. So ultimately, I finally watched episode one, and then I was like, okay, episode two, and then episode three, and then it just kind of like every other day, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, hey, hey, this is this is a good show. I really liked it. Uh, John Cena does a really good job, and it just the whole mythos of the character, and then you know, kind of like if you kind of want to know more about him, as like the show is, is a good introduction. I mean, people got like a, the introduction of him like in Suicide Squad. Um, and then it kind of led to this TV show. So it was like, oh, okay, well, hey, this is this is really good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Ready for season two? Um, you know the possibilities of like other superheroes like uh, mingling with him and shit like that. And him talking shit. I mean, he talks shit about fucking Superman. He talks shit about Batman. He talks shit about Flash, Aquaman, and uh, Green Arrow. It's fucking hilarious. He's just like fucking facts. You know he. He's like, Aquaman fucks fish. And they're like, no, that's not true. That's a fucking rumor. He's like, no, it's fucking real. Um, but it, it is a funny show. It's really good. It's it's gory. Not gory, but like, you know, fighting scenes and shit like that. It's a really good show. Highly suggest you check it out. Uh, what else was I watching? The Book of Boba The Book of Boba Fett was really good. It was really slow uh, for the first couple of episodes. But then it picked up when... Spoiler alert, the Mandalorian shows up and, and Grogu. And it, it kind of like, all right, motherfuckers, we're putting this in fifth gear and, and taking off. And it was really good. I enjoyed that. Really excited for Mandalorian season three. So we'll see how that, hopefully it's supposed to come out this year. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, and then Batman came out this past uh, Wednesday, well, this Wednesday of this week, so when you're listening to this, it could be Saturday, could be Sunday, could be Monday, who knows, um, the Batman came out, and I really wanted to see it Thursday when I was off, but it just so many things were going on, and I was like, oh no, hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna go to my parents, go pick up my stuff, record my episode, maybe I'll go at night and listen, watch it, and that didn't work out, so <laughs> I was too busy, doing nothing, and then getting flyers ready for the podcast, and just, you know, just fucking around and shit like that, so I I didn't see it today, which is Friday night, so I might see it, might see it next week when I'm off, or, you know, whenever I can, a lot of, it's getting really good reviews, a lot of people are saying that it's really good, it's kind of like the Batman they've always wanted, you know, movie-wise, so it, I'm very excited for it, Batman's not my favorite character, but he's a good character when he is, when he has a, when he's done right. My favorite superhero of all time, my number one is Superman, of course. But, like I said, it really depends on the storyline, how they're utilizing him, and just everything. Like I said, Batman has been very, utilized very well in the past, what, I'm going to say, like, what, 30 
plus years. I mean, with, with Batman 89 and then his movies and then Christopher Nolan and, you know, the video games, Arkham Asylum, which I've been playing um, and realized, man, this is really fun. It was just, I was just kind of like walking through the fucking game where it's like you would do missions and shit like that when I first got it. But I'm just walking through and just like, fuck this. I'm just going to play the game because I haven't played the game in months. And it's really fun. I forgot how much fun I had playing Arkham Asylum. And like I said, Batman, if, if he's done right and he has a, a good storyline and, and he's utilized very well, you know, it, it's, it's, it'll be a good movie or it'll be a good show or movie or video game or whatever. So, you know, a lot of people are saying that this movie, the Batman is, is that they utilize his character. Great. They made him this, they made him that. So I'm very excited for it, you know? And it's like I said, my favorite superhero is Superman, but it's like, yeah, I'll check out Batman, you know, he's not my favorite character, but he's somebody who I enjoy watching and stuff like that. And, you know, I've said before, Batman's a fucking pussy. Batman is this. They draw, they, they really suck the life out of Batman. I mean, like I said, there's been, what, how many fucking movies of Batman within, like, the last decade? I mean, there was the Christopher Nolan and then you have Ben Affleck, and then you have now Robert Pattinson. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you have fucking Michael Keaton coming back. So that's like four Batman within like the last decade, really. To be honest, um, it's fucking like I said, they 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 suck the life out of Batman, the character, for everything, movies, TV show. I mean, he every fucking DC animated show, it's always had to have Batman. Batman has to be it. Batman has to be the sole focus. Batman and, and so, so it, I'm like, my God, you do, you have other fucking characters. I mean, Superman gets a bone once in a while, but he hasn't gotten anything since fucking Man of Steel too. I mean, Man of Steel, yeah, he was in Batman versus Superman, and then he was in the Justice League, the first one, and then he was in the Snyder Cut, which. Fuck that. He was only in there for like 30 minutes. Fuck that, dude. I watched a three and a half, four hour movie and to see Superman come out 30 minutes later at the end. Fuck that. Anyways, but yeah, they don't utilize Superman that much. He's always like second fiddle to Batman. I'm like, Superman is basically a fucking god. I mean, he's he's an alien from another planet who has superpowers, who can do, you know, anything. He has heat vision. He has... Ice breath. He's faster than a speeding fucking bullet. He can fucking turn the earth around. He can do so many fucking things. And yet, they don't do shit with him. They made him a fucking bad guy in the Injustice series. You know? Or they made him fucking uh, Red Sun Superman. You know? Uh, I really like that comic. I like that storyline of, of Batman. I mean, not Batman, of Superman. Where instead of his... Uh, What's it called? His little spaceship ending up in USA. It ends up in Mother Russia. And um, he ends up becoming Khorezon. And ends up being like a communist. And, and, and stuff like that for like Stalin and all that shit. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. It's really good. If you haven't checked out Superman Red Sun. I highly suggest it. I highly suggest you check it out. I mean there's an animated movie. There's the comics. Um... It's a good. It's a good play. So, funny how we're talking about like Batman, uh, because 
Isimo did an episode called Batman Isimo. And shout out to Gerardo and, and Dominic and, and Ryan. Um, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. You know, they were just talking about Batman and this and Batman and that and Batman and that. And so Ryan knows a lot about Batman, which is pretty cool. So I feel like if we were to meet, hopefully in real life, we have like a good connection of like talking about like comics and shit like that. So, um, but yeah, it was a really good episode. If you haven't checked out Isimo, go check out Isimo podcast. Really good. I've had Gerardo on my podcast. Hopefully I have the rest of the gang soon. We'll see. So, but anyways, going back to what I was saying. You know, Superman being Russian, and it's kind of like, not a coincidence, but the thing that's going on with with Russia right now, invading the Ukraine, uh, very sad what's going on, but I'm, it, it's weird, I think, and it's kind of hard to me to, for, to explain this, but I'm going to try the best I can. I understand it's horrible. It's really fucking bad. He invaded Ukraine and what he's doing to those people and those people fleeing and stuff like that. That's like, okay, that's horrible. The thing I don't understand is what the fuck is everybody getting so riled up and saying, oh, fuck, World War Three is about to fucking happen and this and this and that. I'm like, yo, that's kind of insensitive, bro. I mean, World War Three. <laughs> Uh, it's like, that's not a cool thing. I mean, if World War Three was to happen and we were to end up in another world war, we're all fucked because we're all getting fucking drafted. I mean, they're going to need us. <laughs> Flat-footed or not. Trans, gay, straight, Mexican, white, black, they're going to need all of us <laughs> to fight fucking Russians and shit like that and whatever. But it's not that. It's not World War Three. I hate when pe- I hated when people were like, "Well, oh, it's World War Three. You know, Vladimir Putin's no better than fucking Adolf Hitler." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You're really comparing Vladimir Putin to Adolf Hitler? Given Adolf Hitler's track record, what the fuck he did? <laughs> You're gonna compare him to Vladimir Putin or vice versa? And I'm like, "Come on, really." Really, come on! But it sucks. I, I you know, it, it really sucks. Like I said, I'm not trying to make like fun of whatever the situation is, but it really sucks for those people. Those people lost their homes, they lost their jobs, they lost family members, and they had to flee home and be a refugee in, in another country. Good thing that you know a lot of these neighboring countries took them in, which is great. But it's like those people's lives have changed forever, drastically. Like, it's it's insane to be in those people's footsteps where it's like one minute you're fine, you're at home with your family, the next minute your house is blown up, half of the city you grew up in is gone, you know, everything you've worked for, family members that you, they're gone, people are dead, you know. Everything you worked for is gone. And these people have to leave their home. It's very fucking sad. You know, and it's just... I don't know. I don't know what Vladimir Putin has an idea. I know he wants to take back the Ukraine because it's like it belongs to Russia. You know? But it's just... It's it's weird because... Like, what, 70 years ago? We would have, like... We wouldn't have heard about this till like... 
maybe a couple days later, you know, I mean, given the technology, you know, with, um, what's it called, coding and shit like that and telling, you know, by uh, wire and stuff like that, we would have gotten news, you know, maybe a couple days late, but now we live in a world where, you know, we get the news instantly, live, you know, people can go live on Facebook, go live on Instagram, on Snapchat, on wherever, and showcase stuff that's going on live, you know, people were comparing this to, like, in Vietnam, where, like, people saw the Vietnam War at home, live, when it was going on, it's a crazy world that we live in, man, it's like, anything that goes on around the world, we know about it within seconds, you know, if not, if not in seconds, it's within minutes, if with not in with minutes, it's within hours, you know, it's like, people know people have died, like, seconds after they're dead, it's like, yo, <laughs> the fuck, you know, like, oh, so-and-so has passed, okay, and then, like, seconds later, it's all over the world, you know, it's very crazy, it's very, it's very scary, and we live in this world, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but it's also a scary thing, because it's like, we get information at our fingertips so fast, it's like, we don't process it, like, fuck, dude, we really just got this, like, quickly, I mean, it would have been, you know, fucking science fiction to people uh, fucking 100 years ago, if you would have told them, yeah, we're gonna, you know, 100 years from now, we're gonna have these devices, and we're gonna be connected to this thing called the internet, and we're gonna be able to see things happen, you know, live, you know, at that moment, we're going to get news within seconds. We're going to fucking get our mail, you know, through digitally through the e- through email. You know, we're going to be able to watch this. It, it would have blown some fucking people's minds. I mean, for fuck's sake, the car had just, I mean, the fucking Model T had just came out. And they're just like, this is, this is the fucking innovation right here. This is the age of innovation. It ain't going to get no better than this, you know. And just... It's crazy, man. We, we live in a fucking crazy time. We, out of all the times, you know, out of out of out of any moment in history, in time, in space, we live in this exact moment right now, and it blows my fucking mind. It's like I could have been born twenty years ago. I could have been born forty years ago. I could have been born sixty. I could have been born, you know. Who knows, like 20, but I was born in 93, and right now I'm living this exact moment with everything that's happening. Technology has fucking advanced so quickly. I mean, it's crazy. It's just not that long ago we were fucking using dial-up internet, and now it's like we have 5G internet, where it's like it's so fucking fast. We don't, our brains process, like, oh, fuck, you know, (laughs) that was quick. It's so crazy with this world we live in, man. It's very it's a blessing, but it's also a curse because one hand it's used for great purposes. On other hand, it's used for stupid shit that gets people in trouble and becomes addictive and becomes brainwashing in a way. No, I'm not gonna go into conspiracy theories or shit like that. That's not my bag. That's Jose, so 
If you want to listen to stuff like that, go check out Jose with Vanity Ramos. Ramos. He has some previous episodes where he talks about that. But, yeah, so it, it, it's crazy, man. So, like I said, I, I pray for those people, you know, and if in, in Ukraine, I hope things settle and I hope they could get this fucking shit down out of the way and just prevent anything from else happening. So, pray for those people that lost loved ones, people that lost things you know it like i said it, a lot of people worked hard for what they had or some people were just so dirt poor they didn't have anything and now it's like they're poorer than poor you know they have to live in a fucking different country you know as a refugee so it, it's insane man. it's really insane but yeah man who knows and i don't think it's it's it's, it's i don't think it's a war where we're gonna get involved and it's not going to be World War Three, you know. And I know a lot of people are like, no war, you know, more peace and stuff like that. To be honest with you, and this is an unpopular opinion, war is inevitable. War is always going to happen. Regardless of you liking it or not, it's going to happen. Since the beginning of time, it's happened. And I know a lot of people don't like war. I know they don't like the idea of war. But we wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for war. Think about that. We wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for wars. It wouldn't, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have our freedom. We wouldn't be in this country. Probably wouldn't be in this fucking part of the world. You know, it's, it, it's, war is always going to happen whether you like it or not. You know? It's either one side wins or the other one doesn't or it's in a draw or something like that. You know, like I said, people were like, no war. And I was like, I understand. I get it. Nobody wants a war. War is expensive. War costs money, but it also brings in money to the ones that are selling ammunition, to are selling missiles and tanks and, and weapons with technology and shit like that. So it's a moneymaker. War is also a moneymaker, you know. Um, but like I said, nobody wants war, but I understand that. Nobody wants it. I don't want it, you know. I don't want to keep seeing that, but it's like war is inevitable. War is always going to happen. Whether you like it or not, whether it's 100 years from now, 200 years from now, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. People are always going to fight. People are always going to be in disagreements, and they're going to go to war. I mean, that it, it's pretty much just, it's a part of our, our, our everyday, like, you know, war, going to war. It's, it's, it's crazy. But like I said, people in Ukraine, I pray for those people. I hope, you know, they, they wherever they're at, they, they have shelter and, and God keeps them safe and stuff like that. So, like I said, it's very sad watching this. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, uh, what else do I have to talk about? Uh, oh yeah, so like I said, next week is the hundredth episode. I'm very excited for that. I think I've talked about this before already, but I can't, I can't just, I can't stress it enough. It's my hundredth episode. It's it's insane. I didn't think I would be at a hundred episodes really. You know, doing this podcast. I figured I'll do this for a couple of months. I won't like it, and then I'm just kind of like, eh, give it up. You know. I got other things to focus on, but 
no, this has become more than a hobby for me. This is just becoming like a part of my life. And I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every moment of it, you know, from the good times to the bad times, the, the friends I've met, you know, and the people who I've met who weren't friends. It's, I don't think I would change anything. I mean, it's made me a better person. It's made my experience a whole lot better because I have tons of stories and I have a lot of things to talk about now. But like I said, it, it, it's been one hell of a ride. And I'm very excited for next week for my 100th episode. And we're going to be celebrating as well with fan, friends and, and family and stuff like that. I know a lot of people are like, for your 100th episode? I mean, you know, try doing 100, 100 episodes, man. Try it. You know, it, it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work, a lot of prep work. A lot of people think I just come up on the mic and just talk random bullshit. No, man. I think about what I have to talk about. I think about the title of the episode. I think about, you know, what am I going to take out? What am I not going to take out of talking about? Um, I got to think about editing. I have to think about promoting, constant promoting every day until, okay, I got to promote this next episode. It, it, it's a lot. You know, it's not just pressing record and, and talking and then just putting it out. It's way different than that. It's way, way different than that. It's way more to it. I will be doing a episode, a topic-based episode about podcasting and how I do it. It's not how, like, everybody else. It's how I do podcasting. So, you know, if anybody wants to start a podcast, that episode will help a lot of people. Um, you know, choosing the type of equipment, the type of uh, recording um, system you want to buy, type of microphones, type of cables, headphones, software, uh, what I use to do promoting and stuff like that. All of that, I'm going to talk about that. So I know I'm revealing a lot of my secrets, but if it can help somebody who wants to start a podcast, hey man, that's that's even better. So, and... You know, I was listening to Ozeal's podcast, uh, No Permission Needed, and even though it was only seven minutes, it kind of helped me out. He was talking about deciding decisions and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a decision for me to, to do this. Like, I don't have to do I want to do this. This is my decision. You know, I don't have to ask permission to, oh, can I do, no, it's like, I'm going to do this. I have to make a decision. Do I want to do this podcast or do I want to just fuck around and do nothing? I made my decision and I stick with my decision. So, you know, every day you do, you, you have a decision to make, you know, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to put in time to do this episode? Am I going to put in time to study? Am I going to put in time to work on this? It, it's all every day is a, a decision right when you wake up. And Ozeal talks about that. It's only seven minutes, but those seven minutes, I mean, it, great, great. So, shout out to Ozeal. I've had him on the podcast as well. He was my guest for season five. I think the first couple of episodes, I think it was like episode three. I mean, it feels so, like, not that long ago. Like, I just did these episodes. Like, I just started season five, but now it's like, oh, fuck, it's already season six. 
Time flies, man. Time flies. Time fucking flies. So, uh, some cool stuff that's been going on with the podcast. Uh, like I said, I've been getting really good reception for episode one or episode 98. Um, to my surprise, the top two most listened to episodes are the ones that got the most listens were the conspiracy theory episode, which is number two, and the last episode of uh, season five, which is uh, for what it's worth, where I talk about <laughs> all kinds of things were going on. Uh, drama, podcasts, whatever, all this stuff. I mean, where was, what did I say? Uh, you know, talking about season five and what happened and just shit like that. It it was really, it was, it was weird with that episode because it's like I did it early in the morning and I think people can sense it like, oh, he's like waking up. That day was really different for me because usually I record an episode it takes me about 10 minutes to edit upload it boom I'm done with this episode it was the whole fucking day like I recorded for like what three hours uploaded it went through the episode took out a lot of stuff a lot of stuff and, yeah, by the time I realized it's, like, 6 o'clock, and I'm like, whoa, fuck, I, I don't really spend this much time on, like, you know, episodes and shit like that. But I, that day it was, and I was like, oh, fuck. And, I don't know, it, like I said, that's the most listened episode of Season 5. Um, there's some other ones, too. Uh, Skip the Noise is below, is number 3, they're at 60. Check out Skip the Noise podcast with Ben... And Benji and Rick. Those guys are great. Um, yeah, man. It, 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 I got a lot of good listens. I got a lot of good listens. Maybe I need to start reaching out to some people, some little companies, to see if they want to sponsor me. My my listens are not that bad. My plays are not that bad. I got a good audience. You know, I've been established. So, you know, I'll see if I can find some sponsors and shit like that for season six. I want to do local, but maybe if I can reach out to, like, I don't know what's it called. Um, not death water, but um, that water. I, f- I forgot the fucking name of the water with the skull on it. I can reach out to them. Maybe they might want to sponsor me or Manscape or whatever, you know. Um, like I said, my numbers are good. They're not like hundreds and hundreds of listens, but it's decent for what I what I have, you know. I've only been doing this for like two and a half, almost two and a half years. So it's going to take me more time to get more established. I mean, some of the guys like uh, uh, Rambling have been doing it for like four years. You know, uh, Mega Man's been doing it for almost four years. OZL's been doing it for like 10 years. You know, and they're just getting established. OZL has hundreds of thousands of downloads for his podcast. You know, and like. He works hard. I mean, the dude works hard. He promotes. He does everything. He connects with his followers and listeners and all that. So, it's if you want to learn from anybody, learn from that guy. That guy is the podcast guru, man. I mean, I said so myself. He's the podcast guru. 
if I need help from him, I he he's I'm just hey I'm a, I'm a message away. So, uh, hopefully season six gets better numbers, better listens for episodes and stuff like that. Like I said, I don't want to just start rambling because I know I do ramble, and I'm sorry, but that's just what I do. I mean, everybody does that. So, anyways, uh, I don't think I have any more topics to talk about. So. Let's move on to um, one of the segments called Unpopular Opinions. All right, so it is an unpopular opinion. So I asked a couple people to send me their unpopular opinions, and some of them did, and I have some of my own. Uh, Before we do that, let me look for them. So... Uh, shout out. Well, she doesn't want to shout out. Um, but here is an unpopular opinion. And this kind of goes for a lot of people in the Houston area. Uh, on my unpopular opinion is I think SPM is whack and guilty. Now, a lot of you don't know SPM is a Mexican rapper from Houston, um, who got caught up in some pedophile charges and stuff like that. And he's in prison. Uh, for that, and <laughs> a lot of people like love this fucking dude. I mean, I went to a party Aaron threw a couple years ago, the Halloween party, and like for an hour they're just fucking playing SPM, and I'm like, what the fuck is this garbage? His music is like trash, bro. It's not good. I'm sorry for people that like him, but his his music is not good at. Oh, the dude sucks at rapping. You know, I think the only thing he's good at is being a fucking pedophile. Um, A lot of people think he's innocent. Uh, A friend of mine got upset because I said that. And, you know, she's like, well, you don't know the case and you don't research. And, you know, you're from the north side. You don't understand this and this and this and that. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No, I no. Why would anybody like this dude? You know, everybody's always talking about pedophiles and how they need to do this and that. And need to blah 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 blah. The pedophiles, and I'm like, this dude is literally a pedophile. But they're like, oh, no, he's he's innocent. You know, we're gonna bump his music. I mean, I'm gonna fucking. I mean, some of his shit is trash, man. It, that's some. All of his shit is trash. And I know I've had some fucking people on my podcast who. I've shouted him out or said they like SPM. Hey, look, that's your opinion. That's your choice. That's what you like. But my and her uh, popular opinion say that SPM is trash and he's guilty as fuck. So there's that. Uh, this is from Punk Bug. Go Dodgers. This is unpopular opinion. Look, I'm not going to get into that. Okay, there's a whole that's a whole nother hour <laughs> talking about that. But his unpopular opinion is go Dodgers. And my unpopular opinion is go Astros 2017 World Series champs. Um, this one is from Jose of Ranting with Ramos. The Super Bowl halftime show sucked. Now, I'm 50-50 on that. Um, I think it was a great idea having Snoop, Dre, Slim. Well, not Slim. I keep Eminem. Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 
perform the halftime show. I mean, it's it's fucking genius, especially in LA. It's a it's fucking like you know it's a no brainer. But I think the way they executed it and everything was kind of like, oh, it's kind of like boring. It was kind of it was not boring, but it just it's like we all know the music. But it, it was just not entertaining. I think in a way it was not entertaining. There have been so many Super Bowl halftime shows that have been so fucking entertaining. I mean, Prince, Michael Jackson, um, you know, last year with fucking, uh, well, not last year, but uh, the time in Miami, you know, um, where else was another one? I can't think of anybody other other Super Bowls. Halftime shows, but they've been great. Um, and that one would have been great due to everybody there, but it just, it kind of, I think it felt flat. And I kind of really feel like they could have had another other people like show up, like the whole big reveal of like, oh, there's a special guest. It ended up being 50 Cent. Now I get 50 Cent and Dre and Slim. There you go, Slim, uh, Eminem. You know, aftermath. I get it. Those are his. Those are his. You know, his recruitment. Those are his buddies. But I feel like they could have done way more. They could have had Ice Cube. They could have had the fucking hologram of Tupac, who people said that was gonna happen. You know, they could have really highlighted like the West Coast hip hop sound. I know they only had like what a few minutes. To like do this whole halftime show and then this whole thing, but I feel like they could have done so much more. And my thing too is I feel like they could have utilized the Hispanic culture in LA. Due to yeah, I get it was in Inglewood, but like you're in Los Angeles, man. I feel like it should be more to like the Hispanic culture and you know try to do this and that, but. Uh, I guess it was kind of like, oh, we'll save that for another time, you know. But, like I said, the game was fun. The halftime Super Bowl show could have been better, but I think it fell flat. So, I kind of agree with Jose. It sucked. I mean, on paper, it's fucking genius. But when it was executed, I think it kind of fell flat on its face. So, um, this one is another one from my friend Ben. Well, he has two of them, so. Uh, first one is crawfish is overrated and you're literally eating ass and <laughs> Oh, that's the wrong one. Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> crawfish is overrated and you're literally eating ass and mud. He's not wrong. I don't understand the whole fucking hype over crawfish and i know i have family members i have friends i have people who listen that love fucking crawfish i mean i don't understand it you're literally buying these mud bugs you know for like i don't know how much i need 10 pounds of of crawfish and you just sit there you suck them out and it's like, you're only getting a little bit of meat. You know, they're all buttered up and you you have like potatoes and corn and, and, and vegetables. You know, they. It, it, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You're literally spending money, like money, 
buying pounds of crawfish just to get a little bit of meat. I don't understand it. It is overrated. It's crawfish season now, so everybody, you know, they have, I mean, I swear to God, they have fucking places here in Texas, you know, just for crawfish. I mean, my cousin Homer and his wife, Tanya, had their baby shower and a crawfish place in Crosby. And I'm like, only you guys would do this shit. <laughs> have this fucking baby shower here. Um, but, like, I'm pretty sure in Crosby, they love fucking crawfish. I bet it goes down at that place every fucking night, you know. But I agree with Ben. Crawfish is overrated, even though I've never tried it. It just does not look appeasing, appeasing to me. It doesn't. And it's just like, I do what? I literally suck the ass out of a fucking crawfish with a little bit of meat. And that's it? That's the satisfaction I get? Oh no, but you can have potatoes and corn and... No, not so. <laughs> I agree with Ben. I agree with Ben. Crawfish is overrated. Um, the other one that he had, uh, which was... Let me find it real quick. Tomatoes shouldn't be considered a fruit. <sighs> well, it is. And he never really gave me an explanation for it. But that's his unpopular opinion. I didn't ask for an unpopular opinion and the explanation. So, stupid of me. But tomatoes shouldn't be considered a fruit. Uh, I mean, it, it is considered a fruit. I mean, we don't eat it. We don't. It's considered a fruit, but we don't consume it like a fruit. We see it more as a vegetable. It goes in more of, you know, we use it for like pasta and and then tomatoes, and, and so I, I understand that. Like, it shouldn't be labeled a fruit, but it technically is. So it, it, it's really weird. I get that. I get what he's trying to say. Tomatoes shouldn't be considered a fruit. I get that. It should be considered a vegetable because we use it more as a vegetable type of food instead of, like, a fruit because we don't buy it and just eat them. I mean, you have those little, um, those little uh, cherry tomatoes. That people just pop in their mouth and eat. Which I kind of like cherry tomatoes. But I only eat like a few. After that I'm like fuck this. I don't want any more. Um, but yeah we don't consume it like a fruit. We consume it more like a vegetable. So I understand what he's saying. So tomatoes shouldn't be considered fruit. And I, I kind of agree with him. I can, I can agree with him. So shouldn't be considered fruit. Because we don't, we don't consume it as a fruit. We consider it as a vegetable. So. If we did consume it as a fruit, then it would be be fucking weird. But uh, what else? So then I have a couple of my unpopular opinions. And some of these might be long, but uh, I don't give a fuck because this is my show. I had some here. Uh, <laughs> this is probably going to get me like in, not in trouble, but a lot of people are probably going to go on my ass about this. Um, the insurrection on January 6th wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> That's my unpopular opinion. That's one of them. I say this because people deem it, well, no, the media deems it as like, like this horrible event that happened. Like a bomb went in, you know, people invaded fucking the capital and there was a bomb and people were shooting and killing people and, and robbing and I mean none of that really I mean some people did take some shit 
Um, but it wasn't like that bad at all. Nobody really died. I mean, there was an officer that died, but it wasn't because of the insurrection. I think he just had a heart attack. Um, you know, and then like AOC is like, I was scared for my life. I thought they were going to come for me and kill me. And then it ended up being a fucking lie because she wasn't even there in that fucking, you know, capital. She was like in a different part um, down the street or some shit like that. So it wasn't that bad. I get like, you know, them storming the capital and just busting in, just doing what they fucking want. But I mean, that's our taxpayers money, bro. I mean, we, we, we the people own that building, to be honest with you. I mean, the money that we get for our tax, like, the, but we pay in taxes goes to construction for that fucking building. So ultimately, we own that fucking building. I mean, no, we shouldn't go in and just put our feet up on Nancy Pelosi's fucking seat and take a picture. And no, we don't have that right. But it, the insurrection is not, it doesn't, is not that bad was not that bad. I've heard a lot of people when that happened, oh my god, this is the worst thing in history. They just said, I'm like, did anybody fucking die? Did anybody, was there shootings? Was there like a bomb threat? I mean, did, did were people, you know, people just, did people fuck up the Capitol? I mean, are there like rooms that are like burned to the ground? No, it's just a bunch of fucking crazy people who are just like, fuck it, we're going in the Capitol. And I think, I believe it was planned. I mean, there's video proof of, like, cops are just like, yeah, go ahead, fuck it, go ahead, <laughs> you know? So I think there's somebody that was in on it. But, like I said, that's my unpopular opinion. I don't think the insurrection is that was that bad at all. The media portrays it as being, like, this horrible event. But in all actuality, it wasn't that bad at all. It was just a bunch of fucking crazy-ass people, you know? And... Even now, after a year later, they're still talking about it. I'm like, oh my god, what the? F- I don't have nothing else to talk about. I mean, you know, it's like the worst day in American history. Really, that's the worst day in American history. Oh my god, fucking stupid. I mean, the news is so fucking dumb. I swear, CNN and MSNBC, well, all these fucking stupid fucking media. Outlets are fucking dumb. I mean, I don't know who can watch the fucking news nowadays. You know, they're the ones that spread misinformation. They're the ones that spread fear. They're the ones that spread stupid lies and shit. I mean, I don't understand why people have to watch the news now. It's like, you get the news on your phone. Why do you have to watch it? You know, everything is so negative on the news. And then for like... It's like the news can be on for 30 minutes. And for like three minutes, it's positive. But for the rest of the 27 minutes, it's negative. It's always somebody getting shot, somebody dying, some negative thing that's going on with COVID, some negative thing that's going on with someone. Be- it's like it's all negative. And then it's like, oh, we're, we're going to cheer you up a little bit. We're going to leave you with this. We're going to leave you with the squirrel biting his own nuts or some stupid shit. So... <laughs> I don't know how I got to that. Uh, that's one unpopular opinion. So you can quote me on that. The insurrection wasn't that bad on January 6th. Um, another one uh, is the United States shouldn't get involved in anything that's not in the United States' interest unless it involves us. You know, 
like a lot of people were like, oh, you know, we're going to get involved with the Ukraine. And I'm like, I don't, it's none of our business, you know. It's it's none of our business. Unless other people start getting into it and it's like, fuck it, we're getting in. You know, it's like a dog pile. You don't want to be the last one in. I mean, we're the always the last ones to like join wars and shit. But yeah, I really think like if it doesn't involve the U.S., we shouldn't fucking get involved at all. It should mind our fucking business. If shit's going down in fucking China and it doesn't involve us, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. You know, if there's shit going on that in another part of the world that doesn't involve us and someone's worried about it, hey, does it, does, is it doesn't involve us? Do, do we have anything that's in, intact with that? Or, you know, no. All right, whatever, sure, whatever, do whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. We shouldn't get involved in shit. I feel like the U.S. has to, uh, they have to, like, be Superman to everything. It's like, oh, there's problems in the Middle East. We're going to go save it. Oh, there's problems in Russia. We're going to go deal with it. Oh, there's problems in China. We're going to fight the bad. It's like... It's, it's like the stigmatism that goes with being an American, being in the United States. It's like we have to be that person. And I don't feel like we have to be those people anymore. We don't have to stick our nose in shit that doesn't involve us. You know, unless there is a World War Three, and it's like, okay, this is going to like fuck up our economy. We need to go in because we need to, you know, it's, it's it involves us. But if it doesn't involve the United States... Stay the fuck out of it, man. To be honest with you. To be honest with you. That's my unpopular opinion. Uh, what's another one that I have? Uh, I really... Oh, here's another one. It, it might be a little bit long, but... Um, high school... Well, the whole school system is broken. And I really think schools need to be revamped. Um, schools nowadays... And I've, I've skipped the noise. I said it. Other people have said it. School's not like how it used to be when I was growing up. When I was growing up in school, they taught you the curriculum, what you needed to learn, and then you're tested on it. That's it. The teachers never gave their uh, opinion about anything or what they believe in or what this and that. Maybe in like in high school when we got older, when it's like we were, we can understand like what they were saying. But a lot of these teachers didn't push their beliefs on us. Not, I don't remember that at all. But nowadays, elementary school, kindergarten, middle school, junior high, high you know, their high school, fucking college, they're pushing their like their beliefs and their agenda on kids. And it's like, dude, these people, school is not for that. School is for like to learn shit, you know. Whatever the curriculum is, whatever this and that, it school is not for you to fucking push, you know, your LGBTQI agenda on fucking six, seven year olds and, you know, and shit like that. It's not to to pre, uh, to throw your liberal ideas at a fucking high schooler, you know. It's not to throw fucking uh, what's it called, critical race theory on a middle schooler who doesn't know shit. It's like. School is to learn things, and that's it. If you want to learn all this critical race theory, if you want to learn about religion and race and, and gender and all that, wait till college. 
to be honest. Went to college. But, like, I think the school system needs to be revamped. Like, I think everything from, like, middle, from, like, elementary school to maybe middle school or junior, junior high, learn the basics, you know, your English, your math, your basic uh, fucking things that you need to know. Because, really, when the fuck are we going to use algebra in normal life, you know, other than if, like, if you're working at a job and you have to use algebra, you know, or you have to use trigonometry or have to use calculus or you have to use uh, biology or you have to... When in our regular lives do we use any of this shit that we're taught in high school? Fucking never. I mean, you don't see a fucking person, a cashier at Target... You know, work on trigonometry to get your fucking, <laughs> like, you know, how much you owe and this and this and that. I mean, percentage, like, discounts and percentage-wise and, and money, stuff like that is big important. Like, I really, I really believe that, and I'm just going to get this cut short. Schools should be taught, I think, from, like, a certain grade or certain point of age. It's like, yeah, you taught your ABCs, your one two threes, you know, English, math. Stuff like that, science, whatever. And then once you get to like junior high and like high school, it really should be like focused on okay, so what do you want to do in life? Do you want to deal with numbers? Do you want to do this? Because I feel like high school is just like you're learning pointless shit. You know, math, algebra, pointless shit to me. That's why I never fucking passed it. And I was like, this shit doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. What am I ever going to use this in my real fucking life? And I know my teachers understood that, but it's like, look, this is this is my job. I have to teach you. I get it, but it's like, it's pointless. It's pointless. In high school, it's pointless learning all these fucking things unless you want to be in a, a career that deals with that. You know, science, like, okay, yeah, you need to learn this, you need to learn that, you know. But if you want to be advanced, you should, you know. It, I feel like high school needs to be a point where it's, like, it's all extracurricular <laughs> activities and shit like that. And when I mean extracurricular, like, there was FFA, there was photography, there was band, there was theater, there was, you know, automotive mechanics there was welding there was woodwork there was sports there i feel like high school should be more of that and less of the education i mean there should be like you know you should still learn english and speak proper and write correctly and write a sentence and do this and that and, and you know you should know some point of math but i feel like instead of learning like trigonometry and calculus Teach them more economics. Teach them how to fucking balance it. I mean, we don't balance checkbooks anymore. Teach them how to do percentages and mortgages based and, you know, how to sign up for this and how to do this for that. I mean, there's people who are turning 18 and 21 who don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, these kids have been grown up, have been raised on the fucking phone their whole lives. 18, 21 year olds and shit like that. So it's like they don't. They don't have those basic skills. Like, nobody, like, taught them, like, okay, well, this is how you open up a bank account. This is how you check, you know, your pay stub, and this is how much you take out, and this is how what they reduce, and this is this and that. This is economics where you need to learn about stocks and, you know, uh, this and that. Like, all that economic stuff was fun. 
like it was cool because it's like learned about stocks, learned about you know the how the world really revolves and works. So why not push more of that shit in school in high school? Fuck all this other shit. You know, it's like yeah, we need to learn how to talk correctly and speak correctly and and stuff like that. But it needs to be more extracurricular activities. I mean. If you want to learn to do fucking computers, start on a computer class. Fucking learn how to, how the computers work, softwares, um, you know, shit like that. If you want to do FFA, you want to be in the fucking, you know, agricultural uh, field, you know, doing that. If you want to be an auto mechanic, be in mechanics, you know, for a good couple of years. If you want to do sports, do sports. I mean, I really still think that sports... People who play sports need to be pushed a little bit more. Because I feel like, and I know this, I've grown up with people who played football and basketball. It's like they only get scholarships because of their playing ability. Once they get to college, they don't give a fuck about their education. It's like, look, I need you to run. I need you to rush this many yards for me. I need you to make this many catches. We need to win these games so we can go to the conference. We need to win a bowl and this and this and this and that. They don't give a fuck about their fucking education. You know, a lot of these people in the NFL don't know money management. I mean, that should be a, a big thing in, like, high school. I mean, if it's like, look, if you want to take your talents to college, to NFL, you need to learn money management. You need to learn how to survive and make money, you know, while you're playing. You're not, I mean, I know players are getting paid for the likenesses nowadays, Um but it's like once they get to NFL and they start making millions of dollars, they blow it. And by the time they retire, which is like, what, 32, they're fucking broke. Because they spend it on Bentleys. They spend it on fur coats. They spend it on jewelry. They spend it on these luxurious houses instead of investing, you know, or like, oh, I don't need this, you know. Fuck it. I mean, I've seen some of these players like fucking OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., the dude literally bought, like, a fucking Rolls Royce and, like, painted it brown because he was with the Cleveland Browns. And I'm like, that was stupid. That was very unnecessary. And then he ended up leaving the Browns, like, a year or two later. I mean, it, these guys don't know money management. They're so fucking stupid, you know? It, it, same, it, same thing in, like, basketball. I mean... My God, they're dumb with their money, too. Baseball, not as much. I mean, these guys, I think, a little bit smarter. I mean, they want more money, but I don't think they're flashy like they are in the NBA or in the NFL. So, especially in, in MLS, they're not like that at all, either. <laughs> but, yeah, I think high school needs to be more extracurricular stuff instead of, like, more educational stuff because it's better to start teaching these kids... Shit they're going to know once they graduate. Then stuff they don't really fucking need to know. They don't need to know at all. I mean, shout out to, um, I forgot my teacher's name. But I was in this class called, uh, I think it was like sports management or some shit like that. And, you know, we taught about, you know, sport. We, we talked about sports, of course. But we all talked about like promoting, not promotion, promoting and, and doing, you know, stuff like this. And, I mean, he took us to, like, an Astros game, and we sure, we fought, I mean, sorry, I'm mumbling my words, but 
you know, we got a behind the scenes on how the Astros work behind the scenes with like their media and, you know, their scoreboards and animation and like the whole team, what they go through, like to prepare for a game and, and prepare for the week and stuff like that. You know, and it was fun because we, he gave us like these fun assignments to make like flyers and do promotions and, and do videos and shit like that. And I think that's really what I caught the bug of like doing shit like that because I ended up using that talent and ability for like when I was promoting for the bands, when I was in or promoting for my podcast or promoting for other things. I mean, I really enjoyed like making flyers and shit like that. I mean, do you see the flyers that I put now for the podcast? I'm upping my game a little bit, you know, and I just really enjoyed it. And I really thank him for that because like I said, it helped me because it's like, this is a skill and that I'm going to, and a tool that I'll, I'll use in my daily life if I ever want to do something in like media and stuff like that. Um, you know, I really wish I could, I really wish I knew that, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. So I want to do, you know, I want to be in like a, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. Like the school newspaper or, or, or something like that yearbook or something like that, you know, that would have helped me a little bit more. Maybe in like debate too, it would have been good to to work out my n- nervousness and talk and talk correctly and, and get to the point. And, you know, if I'm arguing or trying to debate somebody, it would have helped. But I didn't think that way. I was fucking stupid when I was in high school. But I really think high school needs to change. That's my unpopular opinion. All this shit that kids are learning in school, throw all that shit. Throw fucking, bi- I mean, biology, throw all that shit out the fucking window and start teaching lessons for start teaching things these kids really need to know people kids need to learn how to fucking cook for themselves they need to learn how to fucking sign up for banking shit you know when they buy a car how much it goes down the down payments and shit like that how to buy a house you know if you want to work in media here's this if you want to do mechanics here's this i mean i really think it's like High school needs to be that. If you want to do trigonometry and you want to be a teacher, oh, hey, look, go take these classes, go do this, go do that. That'll help you when you get to college, so then you can do this, and it'll be easier for you. I mean, if they would have told me when I was 16, 17 years old, hey, do you want to get your CDL? You know, and I'm like, CDL, what is that? And, you know, Oh, you get to drive trucks, and they make this amount of money, and this and that, and this and that. I would have signed up for it. I would have been like, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's easy. You know, if they would have, like, if they would have helped me, I would have done it in fucking high school. You know, now I, I would have been like, well, fuck, you know, I would have made a lot of money. I would have been making money. I would have been good. But I, I did it later in life. But it's still a good decision. But if I would have, somebody would have told me about it in high school, I would have fucking jumped on that. So I'm like, oh, I get my CDL and then I can drive trucks and make money and, and you know, do this and that. That would have been fucking easy. But... Um, like I said, I really think high school needs to just, again, saying it for like the third or fourth time, needs to just be extracurricular things and more life lesson, life taught things instead of stupid shit that we don't really fucking need. Um, that's another unpopular opinion. I had another one too. Uh, okay, well, I guess everybody, this is kind of like a given. I don't think Michael Jackson did it. <laughs> that's my unpopular opinion. I think he's guilty, not guilty, I think he's guilty of being a bad motherfucker, but he's not guilty of the shit that he did, 
And I really think a lot of people brush off the whole mental health issue that he dealt with. You know, because it's like, oh, well, you know, Michael was this, Michael was that. And I'm like, you do understand he was beat to like fucking, he was, his dad beat him this, this way. He didn't get this, have a childhood. He was constantly working, working more than anybody else in the fucking music industry. I mean, the man had to literally like grow up. <laughs> and he literally had cameras in his face his whole life. I mean, that fucks up with people. That fucks up people's brains and shit like that. So, I really feel like they they brush over the mental, you know, mental health problems he had, and then just focus on well, he's this, he's that. I don't. I believe that man is not a pedophile, but I do believe SPM is. <laughs> um, man, I had some more unpopular opinions, but I I, I didn't write them down, um, because stupid me, I don't. No, I think I'm I think I'm done. I'll have to save those for next time. Um but yeah, before I go, we have to do one more. And Chris, please bring us in. What are you listening to? Thank you. So it is what are you listening to? So these past couple of months I've been listening to some these past six months I've been listening to uh artist and music so i'm just gonna go down the list for the past six months my top 20 artists number one is k Trinado. number two is inner wave number three is bad sons number four the strokes number five are kings of leon which i revisited um mechanical bull a couple weeks ago and i forgot how fucking great that album was that album was like everything to me when it came out it just it blew my mind how like it was so good i mean it's a lot of people were probably like it's, it's, it's you know kings of leon but it, it was just something about that album that like i was like oh fuck it, it was an awakening in me um number six is krung bin number seven is uncle tino yes i've been listening to a lot of uncle tino um number eight is van halen number nine is boy pablo Number 10 is Magic City Hippies. I'm really sad I didn't get to see them um, February 27th, which was this past Sunday. I was like, I took the day off, and I was like, I'm going to go see Magic City Hippies. And then that day came, and I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) go. I was just like, I'll see them another time. Uh, Number 11 is Kenny Loggins. Number 12 is Tame Impala. Number 13 is S.G. Lewis. Number 14 is Ryan Adams. Number 15 is Los Hermanos. They are a Brazilian group. Um, they are really, really good. I highly suggest you check them out. I think I have some on the playlist. Number 16 is The Weeknd. I was listening to his like his new album, Don FM, which I still think is really good. Um, number 17 is the trio Los Panchos. And I've been listening to that. It's because of my grandfather. That was his, one of his favorite groups. Some of his favorite songs. So I've been I have listened to that a couple times and you know just kind of being in his shoes and just and like enjoying it and just like oh man this is my grandpa's music. Uh, number eighteen is Hawk Nelson. Um, the earlier stuff I don't really listen to their new stuff. It's more like the generic Christian music that I I I mean I really don't listen to because it's so generic. 
It's like every you would know word from word. Like I don't even have to like listen to the song. It's gonna be so generic. But I listened to their first two albums, which are very pop punk. Very, uh, they're Canadian, so it's like Sum Forty One, uh, Simple Plan, um, Fall Out Boy. Just in that era, Reliant K era, like that pop punk. You know, uh, two thousand. 5, 2007, 2008, like, 5, so, um, number 19 is Travis Scott, which I really haven't listened to Travis Scott ever since World event, so, here and there, a couple of songs, you know, and then number 20 is Unknown Mortal Orchestra, great band, highly suggest you check them out, so the tracks that I've been listening to for the past six months, the top 20, uh, Fuck, I didn't... <laughs> I can look it up. Number one was What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Number 12 is You're the Sweetest One by Luther Vandross. Um, number three is... What's it called? Uh, you know, I'm just going to look it up. I forgot the names. <laughs> the names are here, but I have to read the full names. Um, but it's by the Commodores. So let's go to... Tracks. Oh, no, it changed. Uh, let's see, past six months. Oh, yeah, it's changed. All right, let's go back. Okay, so number one is I'm Sprung by T-Pain. Number two is You're the One from K. Trinata. Number three is Still Not a Player, the remix version by Big Pun. Number four is Keep Moving by Jungle, which is a fucking great track, man. Uh, I should... I wish I could play a little bit, a little bit of it. It's really fucking good. Uh, I heard it at, I think, it, I don't know if it was Kate Trinata or it was Thundercat. I need to ask Mark who is in charge of the music because whoever is in charge of the music at, at the music, at the White Oak Music Hall, my God, they got some great ass fucking taste. Uh, number five is Talk from Disclosure and Khaled. Number what was this one? Number six is I Like What You Do by the Commodores. Number seven is Nice One from Interwave. Number eight is X featuring 2 Chains And uh, Schoolboy Q from the Black Panther soundtrack. Number nine is Lap Dance from Nerd. Number ten is Can't Get Over You from Kingdom uh, number 11 is La, no no La Novela from Boy Pablo and Cucos, their latest song. I, I butchered it. <laughs> number 12 is People Everywhere Still Alive from Krunk Bam. Number 13 is Bauer from Interwave. I'm so fucking glad they played that fucking song at their show. Uh, number 14 is Light Spots. Oh my gosh, from Kate Trinana. If you not If you have not heard of that song, you're fucking missing out. It's Great. I mean, everybody was going crazy when he played that at his show. Uh, number 15 is Genesis from Justice. Such a fucking great track to open the damn album. Number 16 is The Clap from The Chats, which they're coming in April, and hopefully I get to check them out. They're fucking great. They're from Australia. They're a three-piece band, bass, drums, guitar, but they're just... I mean, they're if fucking Dave Grohl and Josh Homme... And uh, Alex Turner are, like, your fucking favorite, like, some of your fan boys. I mean, 
you're doing something right. Number 17 is expressing what matters from disclosure. Number 18 is stepping out from cool in the gang. Number 19 is give me something good from Ryan Adams. And number 20 is love me true from Mr. Wives. Oh, I guess we can check out what's been the past six months. So number one has been Interwave. Number two is The Strokes. Number three is Catronada. Number four is Krungbin. Number five was Machine Gun Kelly, which... I didn't play that many songs from him, but I guess it's through the playlist. Six is Tame Impala. Seven is Daft Punk. Eight is Drake. Nine is Tino. Ten is The Weeknd. Eleven is Bad Sons. Twelve is Kenny Loggins. Number 13 is Magic City Hippies. Number 14 is Green Day. Number 15 is Bruno Mars. 16 is La Santa Cecilia, which is a great band out of L.A. 17 is Ryan Adams. 18 is Boy Pablo, 19 is the Thundercat, and number 20 is Kiss. So that's the the band through the 20. Um, there's some other bands too I've been listening to. I, like I said, I listen to a lot of like yacht rock music lately. I don't know what it is. It's just I'm in like that mood. Yacht rock. People are like yacht rock. Yeah, man, it's so fucking good. I mean, it's like. I'll pull it to play us for you. I'm not going to play anything, but uh, where the fuck is it? I thought I had it here. I know I have it here somewhere. Here we go. Yacht Rock. You know, you got Lionel Richie, Steely Dan, Michael Jackson, Grover Washington Jr., Bobby Caldwell. You got fucking, like I said, uh, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins. The Doobie Brothers, Cool in the Game, Boss Gags, Luther Vandross, Daryl Hall, and John Oates from Holland Oates, Bill Withers. It's just it's a great it's a great playlist on Spotify, and it's really chill. I mean, if you're just having like a chill day, it's good to put on some yacht rock, man. Just chill out, you know. Um, but I've been really listening to a lot of different playlists lately on Spotify. And I haven't been keeping up with the playlist for the podcast, but I got enough songs on there. I think people should be okay with that. Um, but yes, so I kind of want to start doing new segments. I might try another segment for another solo episode, but I guess I can do this one now. So I really highly suggest album of album of the week. So, let's go to my albums. Uh, What's a really good album, and I really suggest you check out, is... Damn, I had it here somewhere. Uh, Magic City Hippies' newest album, Water Your Garden. And Bad Sons, Apocalypse, whatever. Very two great albums. And also, of course, uh, album of the week, we can say Texas Moon from Krungbin and uh, what's his name? Uh, Leon Bridges. So those are the album of the week. Check those out. Let me know what you think. And yeah, so I, this is the end of the podcast. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for everything you've done. You know, day one, guys. 
if you're just listening today, you've been on this road with me to 100. <laughs> and 100 is next week, so I'm very excited for that. Again, shout out to Rambling for episode 200. Shout out to Chris for his 100 that happened a couple months ago. And shout out to Skip the Noise, who's going to hit their 100 soon. Um, very happy for those guys. And like I said, my 100 is next week, so I'm very excited for that. Especially with my special guests, Camera Cult. Um, again, guys, thank you so much. And to reiterate what I said in the beginning, if you're not following the podcast on uh, Instagram, I highly suggest you do. I mean, it, it's where everything is. Everything. So if you want to know, you know, what's going on with the podcast, if you want to be a part of the whole... Um, what was I going to say? Nothing matters. The whole unpopular opinions... If you want to, you know, I don't know if I want to do giveaways again, but I might do that. I might do, you know, questions and stuff like that. So I really highly suggest follow the Instagram. It's at Inside the North Side Pod. I feel, I believe, what a fool believes. It's a great fucking song, man. Yes, it's all one word, Inside the North Side Podcast. Um. Follow me, follow it. Like I said, you'll get all the news, you get all the updates, get all that good, goody, good, good shit. Um, again, thank you for listening. If you're new, I hope you stay for the ride and pass 100 and listen to more of the great episodes. I got some grace. I have some great guests coming up. Oh, man. But like I said... This is your host with the most from the third coast, and this has been Inside the Northside Podcast. So I'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Have a good day at work. Have a good whatever. And I'll see you guys next Saturday.